This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis and... He's our podcast producer, and there is no third amigo tonight. I mean, when you think about it, Brian, it's it's been a while. But last week we had all three of us, right? Dave yes. was back, but then I think the week before that you were out, or Dave was gone again, and then you were gone the week before that. I, I don't know. It's we've, we've had more duo shows than we've had trio. I don't like it. We need to fix that. We need yeah, to fix we, that for sure. And I I think we will. In fact, I have something on top of my head. We could partially fix that tonight. We'll bring somebody in. Yeah, let's do that, actually. We do have a special guest to start off the show before we get into the news and all that stuff. Brian is your podcast producer. Why don't you introduce our guest and bring him in? All right. So we have been talking for the past couple of weeks, Jeff, about what's going to be happening in the new fall season. You know, back in the day, I remember getting the TV guide, getting all excited for the new shows that were going to be on ABC, NBC, CBS. There was no Fox when I was a kid. You know, I, there was nothing like that. Uh so I would get all excited. So we're going we're gonna to emulate that. We're going to do that. We are going to bring in five new shows at noon on the audio-only platform. And we're going to be really excited to do it. And they are going to be unique shows. They are not just going to be different dudes talking about the Steelers. It's not going to be like that. It is going to be very specific shows that really might pique your interest. So... One of the ways that we have found talent throughout the last couple of years is through not just our live chat, but now with Let's Ride on Wednesdays being the live show, we have had an opportunity for people to call in. And this is a gentleman that we found from the Ride or Die crew, the famed, the fabled Ride or Die crew. So I want to introduce... It's like my coaching tree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My coaching tree is bigger. I've got, I've got the blokes. I've got the down. Ah, the guy. <laughs> so we have a, we have a show that is going to be very specific and something that Jeff loves, Dave Schofield loves, and we do it together is daily fantasy. But I'm also in a few fantasy leagues on my own. And the thing is, talking about the Steelers and fantasy football and everything else that encompasses it is what we're going to have on Wednesdays in the fall. It is going to be the Steelers fantasy football fix. And that is going to be hosted by Jeremy Betts. So I'd like to bring in Jeremy. Jeremy, welcome to the BTSC family of podcasts, my friend. Man, I am excited. Let's get this rolling. Yeah, it's it's definitely a like brian said i mean we put out hey who would want to do this and i think jeremy right. you hit me up on twitter and said like you ever thought about a fantasy football show and i was like no i haven't thought about that but it's a great idea now i have to ask you this right off the bat yeah what's your favorite style of fantasy football brian brought up that we do Fanduel, which is daily fantasy but there's a whole bunch of others what's your favorite so i am my favorite has got to be just the the standard redraft leagues i i just love competing uh against my friends and even against strangers that way 
but uh, I just like being able to redraft and be my own general manager, uh, set up a roster throughout the whole year, trade for players, pick up guys off waivers, keep an eye on the full NFL spectrum that way, and it really gives me a better a better opportunity to watch more games and stay on top of every team in the NFL, not just the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I want to see how my fantasy stars are doing. I like to draft uh, a redraft every year because I don't want to stick with maybe the same team that I uh, came in last place with last year, right? Um, so I want to be able to redraft the next year and put a, a better team out there uh, to, to compete every week. So uh, redraft leagues are my favorite. I do enjoy daily fantasy, though. It's, it's a lot of fun to – uh, to pick some of those diamond in the rough guys and not just be able to pick superstars for your whole lineup. So I, I like both, but I, I really prefer just personally uh, the, the redraft leagues. Let me ask you another question here. And I know Brian, I'll, I'll, I'll let Brian ask one in a second. I am someone that used to do fantasy football all the time, traditional okay. leagues, but I, I, it's, I can't do it. It just takes too much time. And you know what I hate about the most is no one would ever make trades. No one yes. would make trades. They'd say, ah, I like my team. Shut up. Anyways, my question for you, Jeremy, is I was this way. I want to know if you are. Are you biased towards the Steelers when you're drafting? Because I never, I, I could never draft like uh, at that time. You know, you're talking about like the Ravens defense. I would never yeah. draft the Ravens defense. I can't have them on my fantasy team. Are you like me, or are you someone that's like I'm just going to get the best team? If, it, if that means Lamar Jackson, it means Lamar Jackson. Because I could never root for Lamar Jackson to do well in a game yeah. ever. Well, when I first started out, I was definitely a homer guy that was picking all the Steelers players that I could. Um, but I got to the point where I was like, man, I just want to win this game. So if it takes maybe picking somebody I, I'm not a huge fan of as a Steelers fan, uh, then maybe I need to do that. Now, I still had my biases. If a Steelers player was was comparable to another player of mine, then I'm trying to trade for that guy all season long um, until the – until it gets thrown back in my face or something, but uh, I, you know, I want I want my Steelers players, and this year especially, I see a lot of potential in some Steelers players. So targeting them at the early rounds of the draft is going to be not a problem for Steelers fans this year. It's going to be a good thing. So, uh, but I, I'll tell you a story uh, just to kind of tell you that I steered clear from the Steelers truther when it comes to fantasy. Uh, a few years ago, I was late picking a quarterback and the quarterback that I wanted was Jameis Winston because I figured he was going to break out one year. He always was throwing a lot of balls and he had a, uh, some talent coming in, but he got picked up. So I grabbed Tom Brady uh, from the Patriots and I ran with him as my starting quarterback all year long. And um, it was in my uh, one of my leagues where I have a couple of my brothers in it and they were, not fans of my selection, uh, which, you know, I had some some negative thoughts about it myself, but I wanted to win. So I, I did my best to get a Tom Brady on my team. There you go, Brian. So, you know, we mentioned picking the enemy and you have to do that sometimes because you it's best player available when you're out there and you're filling slots. So my policy is this. The Steelers aren't shutting out too many teams. And the opposition's going to score. So my thing is, if I'm playing the Steelers, and I don't care if I lose a fantasy football game and the Steelers win. The Steelers, first priority. I don't care if I lose. But here's the thing. 
if somebody on the Ravens and the Steelers are playing the Ravens is on my team, let's say Gus Edwards, because I've had that happen. If somebody's got a score, it might as well be Gus Edwards and nobody else. Absolutely. So I'm not rooting them for sco- to score, but I'm going with that. Sure. I, you know, in those situations, I'm always like, I hope the Steelers have put 40 or 50 points on the board. And my guy that's on my roster for that team uh, scores a late uh, touchdown that doesn't really count in the grand scheme of things. That's that's my hope for in that situation. But I, I will start a player against the Steelers if I uh, feel it could be a, a good starter. Maybe I'm desperate, you know, and I some of my um, other players are injured and I have no other option. Got to go with the best option available. Now, let me ask you this. How many fantasy football seasons have you won in your fantasy career? Okay, so um, when I, at my other old job in Pensacola, Florida, I won four straight uh, office fantasy leagues. And uh, so I actually switched my team name to four for four uh, after that. So it was it was a. It was a nice feeling to be the office boss, if you will, and run in that league. Uh, but uh, outside of that, I have won uh, probably four or five championships in some other leagues uh, just in the last four years. But I play in five or six leagues a year, so I get a little bit of a head start on those who maybe only play one or two. But the one that dogs me, Brian, is the family league that I started for just my family members. I have not won that thing yet. And I am by far and away the biggest fantasy guru, Steelers guru, football guru of the group. And I can't win that league. And I don't know what's going on with that. So this year I'm going to have to change that. And I know some of my family might be watching this. So you guys are, you guys are on notice that I'm coming for you. this week. <laughs> well, let me ask you this before we let you go. Cause we, we you're a busy man. I know you are. And um, so here's the question. Yep. The Steelers have a, a, a pretty solid roster. I've been looking at some projections because once we brought you on board, I'm starting to kind of get a feeler for feel for what people are doing in terms of the fantasy football space, which is kind of foreign to me at this point. Give me a couple Steelers or maybe are there any Steelers that would be considered round one picks? Like, Hey, here's a guy that you want in the first round. Don't want to miss him. Uh, Is there anyone? And if there isn't, who would be the top picked uh, or the top rated Steeler on the roster? Okay. So um, even though he's a rookie and he's never played a down in the NFL, that player for me is Najee Harris. And I don't know if I'm taking him, like if I have a top five pick in my draft and I'm not taking him in the first round, there's too many other, uh, I guess, known commodities at the top, Christian McCaffrey's and uh, Dalvin Cook's, Derrick Henry's, guys I know are going to, barring injury, put – put solid fantasy numbers up there for you. But if I'm picking in the latter end of the first round and I don't, and I don't know if I'm going to get him in the early second, then I, I might take a flyer on Aji Harris. The volume is going to be there. It's going to be ridiculous. I think if, if everything goes the way there, the team is talking it up, the coaches, the, the media where this offense is going to run through Najee Harrison, I think he's going to, he's going to be a 400 touch guy in his first year. And that is a lot of wear and tear. Yes, but he's going to catch the ball a lot, which if you play PPR league, that's a huge deal. He's going to, he's going to be a creator in the run game. So it might not matter if the offensive line is, is not very good, even at first, maybe. Uh, And I have a a little more faith in them than some people might, but uh, I would say if you're picking the last, 
three or four picks of that first round and you want a star running back who's going to get the volume that you need out of a top pick, you, you can't go wrong taking a Najee Harris in the first round. But he's the only guy I would say from the Pittsburgh Steelers that you want to target in the first round this year. There you go. Brian, anything else before we let Jeremy go and have a good evening? No, I am just really excited to have Jeremy on the BTSC podcast family. And Jeremy, there is a rule though here. I am the podcast producer. So if you have any tips, you throw some my way for daily fantasy and not to Jeff <laughs> not and to the Jeff. Oracle Dave Schofield. So I'm just telling okay. you that now. <laughs> Keep the podcast producer happy with some some tips. I gotta beat these right. guys. Well, you're you're the only phone number I have yet, so you have a, a direct line to to the guru if you want to call me that at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the guru already. I love it. No, nah, just like I said, tell tell Mike Beck if he writes any more uh, fantasy articles, he needs to talk to me first. Oh, shots fired! Shots <laughs> fired! <laughs> All right, Jeremy, take it easy, man. Have a good evening. We're looking forward to your show for sure. Thanks, guys. See ya. Take care, Jeremy. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, the Steelers preview. Thank Jeremy for coming on. I know he's going to do a great job. It's his first year doing a podcast. It's it's our first time having a fantasy football podcast, and even you know during the live show, our and on YouTube especially, our live chat, there was a lot of talk about you know, who would you take in the first round, things like that. I think that if you're someone that is engaged in that 10-minute segment, you'll like this show. I honestly, honest to goodness, believe that. So think about that. When you see that podcast pop up, when's that start, Brian? We have a start date for that. We're looking at, if I'm not mistaken, if it's the right day on the calendar, I'm thinking we're looking at July 28th. If that is the Wednesday, because it is going to be on Wednesdays at noon on the audio-only platform. And remember, if you're only checking us out on YouTube, because I know you love these faces, I get it. Jeff and I, we're, I mean, we're, we're sex symbols. We get it. But <laughs> you can listen to these voices as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anywhere we get your podcast. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of the 28th, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers could potentially be reporting to training camp as early as the 21st today. Uh, the Steelers announced that they are that they announced not when they're reporting. This is driving me crazy. All I want to know is the senior editor of the website is when are the Steelers actually going to be in camp? When are they reporting to camp? And they have yet to announce that. I'm not sure why uh, they did announce today, Thursday, the public dates. If fans want to go to Heinz field to watch a training camp practice, it is completely free, but you do have to go to Ticketmaster. You have to register for uh, to get a virtual uh, ticket, probably this barcode goes to your phone, and then you can go. They have concessions of all that stuff. My question for you, Brian, is, and you can see that article on the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, would you be interested in going to that, going to Heinz Field to watch training camp? I would if I was available in there. Yeah, I mean, it would so you be really would? fun. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'd be, I'd be so far away. I mean, because they're, they're assigning seats. I'd probably be up in the in peanut heaven. Couldn't see a darn thing. I probably could. I could probably barely see big press booming punts. Uh, that's probably all I'd go for. But still, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't really interest me too much. He's so big. You'll see him. You'll, <laughs> you'll be fine. Now, you know, you know, the last time I have. <laughs> The last time I went to training camp, Jeff, you were four years old. That's that's how long ago it was. 1987. It was, it was 1987. 
And people were so excited because they had two defensive backs picked in the first round, uh, in the first two rounds, Rod Woodson and Dalton Hall. 87 was actually a really good draft when you think that Greg Lloyd came in it. And there were a lot of guys out of that draft. Um, Actually a nice year for a draft. But I really haven't been to that many. My dad has gone up in the last few years. And my dad's a photographer. He's taken a lot of pictures. And he has had pretty good access. But it was at St. Vincent. And it's more of a fan experience at St. Vincent. But if you crave Steelers and it's something you want to do, why not? Yeah. Now I see like my boy Brad in the live chat said he'll be in attendance for camp. Brad, hit me up on Twitter or send me an email. If you're going to go, let me know when you go. Cause I want to talk with you about maybe getting some video or something like that of some practice work that they're doing on that day. So let me know um, if anyone else is out there and they're listening or watching and they uh, are going, they know they're going to training camp. Let me know because uh, I would love to be able to see some, even if it's just, Hey, they're doing the two minute drill. Hey, anything you can give me would be great. We'll use it for sure. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, crux of this show, and that is the Steelers' to-do list before training camp. Uh, before training camp actually starts, we're not sure when they go, but still, they should have like a, a checklist, a to-do list before they get to training camp. And Brian, I think we both have several items on our list that the Steelers should be doing before camp. What's on yours? I don't think there's any order of importance here. It's just a matter of getting the items checked off. So this is probably number one for me. There's so many things, and we probably have a few things that are going to be the same, but I am going to uh, channel the late, great Daryl Drake, and I'm going to say drown out the noise. Start dialing down that noise, the, uh, the shenanigans on Twitter that we've seen in the last week and a half. Uh, just start to get in mode, just like... You know, get your business in order, you know, let everybody know at home that, all right, business, I'm going to work now. This is my business trip, even though they're not going to be be, being away from home, but they need to get out of that vacation mode. And, you know, there's still, some of them are still in vacation mode. So it's, you know, get ready for business. So I'm pretty excited for that. It's funny you say that. The first thing on my list was that they need to be smart. And when I say be smart, it is, uh, especially the young players, they train, some of them train so hard. And, you know, you say they're in summer mode. Some players, they're never in summer mode. They're, they're training their bodies in a rigorous fashion, nonstop. And so I feel like they need to be smart to avoid injury. No one wants to see anyone report to camp with a nagging injury. I will never forget this. Never. Um, I believe I'd only been running the site for a few years uh, there were still a lot of people that were upset with how he's doing things. They got over it. Nonetheless, uh, Mike Mitchell reported to training camp and had a groin injury. And everyone's, I said, you know, this is something that could linger because I, I've, I've played sports. I was a trainer for a long time. Groin injuries are especially at a professional level or any, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, lateral movement is could trigger that, that groin could be lingering. And they said, Jeff, you're crazy. It's early in camp. They're going to arrest him. He'll be fine. He played that year on a torn groin and had to have surgery in the offseason. It lingered. It affected him the entire season. And so I didn't go back and say, I told you so. But it just reminded me that, hey, some of these training camp injuries can be season-long things uh, based on the fact that the schedule does not 
is not conducive to them to actually heal properly. So be smart with their training methods. Don't do something stupid like on social media. Like you said, get your minds right. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is to come into camp fresh, focused, and ready to play. I think that's good. What else is on your list, Brian? Well, you know, this is in the personnel department, and I am still thinking that there are some free agents out there. And somebody's going to make a move pretty soon before their respective camps start. You know, the, we know about the Justin Houstons and the Richard Shermans and the Brian Pools, and there are guys out there, the Melvin Ingrams. There are players out there that are going to be signed. Steven Nelson's going to be signed with the team. There's somebody's going to start the run. So when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about on the personnel end, don't get stuck at the end of a run if you want somebody. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, be, be proactive because we were just talking about fantasy football, and it's one of my favorite things when the defense run starts or the tight end run starts when you're drafting in fantasy football, and then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I got to get a tight end because there's five good ones out there that you know you could count on all year, and then you're looking at – man, you're, you're looking at – Matt Kranchak from the 2005 Steelers. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw this guy in. I got to grab Zach Gentry because I don't have a tight end. You, you get to that point. So when, if they are serious about bringing in a free agent and a lot of people want another outside linebacker to rush off the edge, they want another defensive back in Steeler Nation. That's what people were talking about. Be proactive and just don't get stuck and have to keep up with the Joneses. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with something that's very simple. Someone said this in the live chat that I saw. Um, they stole my thunder a little bit. Why in the world have the Steelers not signed Kendrick Green? He's their last draft pick to go under contract. He is yet to be signed. I am not joking with you. So when the Steelers around rookie minicamp, they signed a bunch of their rookies. And then when OTA started, uh, they signed a bunch more. And then obviously minicamp, Everyone's waiting. I've had this article pre-written now for months. I'm not joking, months. Dave Schofield went in and he actually had all the numbers because he knows exactly how much these rookie contracts are going to be, how much they're going to count against the cap. It's all been in there. All we literally need is the news to break. Take, take the tweet, put it in there, hit publish. And there you go. Nothing. What in the world is going on? It doesn't make sense to me. He's a third-round draft pick. When you've got rounds one and two, those draft picks, obviously, in Fryermuth and Harris already locked up. What the heck's taking so long? I don't know. Uh, so for me, that's the next thing is get Kendrick Green under contract because he they're not going to want him participating in anything at camp if he's not signed. So they've got to get that deal done. Yeah, I really have to question what's going on here. Who's holding this up? It's I the agent, actually, but I don't know who the agent is. Yeah, I don't know who the agent is, but as a player, I don't care if you're a rookie or not. It's just like, come on, get me in there. I'm calling every day. I'm like, get me in there. Like, no, buddy, we've got to hold out. No, the, you're talking slots. This is not 1987 when Rod Woodson didn't report until week eight. You know, you're not in that situation anymore. You're talking about slots and you're a third round pick. At this point, you've got to question the validity of your agent at this point when there's slots. I do not get this at all, Jeff. 
And he showed up to every OTA, didn't miss one. Was that rookie minicamp? Was that mandatory minicamp? Didn't, I guess, technically, um, he didn't have to go to those uh, mandatory because he wasn't under contract, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, what's next on your list? I don't want to spend too much time on that. So next on my list is to make sure that this team is prepared with scheme, and I'm talking about on the coaching end. All the uh, dot, all the eyes dotted, all the T's crossed, and make sure that ev- you know how you're how you script the games. I would like to see, and I would think that it's happening, but make sure that you've got a training camp script and you're comfortable with it. But you've got Plan B and Plan C for anything that happens, and I'm sure they are. But I just want to make sure that on the administrative end with the coaches that they're ready to go and they're thinking outside the box. That's a good one. That's a really good one with the coaching staff. There are some new faces there uh, on both sides of the football. So especially on offense with Clem and Canada and uh, people like that, I'm going to go with uh, thinking a little bit outside the box here, get a deal done. Now you brought up free agents in the run. And if you want to play or go out and get them, I'm thinking about what if they want to lock up one of their own. Now everyone's going to think TJ Watt right off the bat. Everyone's going to say, you got to sign TJ Watt to a monster deal, and they will. But what if it's not him? What if it's not necessary now? I have always go back to what Dave Schofield always says, and that is unless you can get a deal done that can get his uh, con- or his salary cap hit down, then what it is right now, it's not worth doing it. Wait until after the season. Um, so they might do that. But what if they were to say, you know what? Let's give Minka Fitzpatrick an extension. Maybe they were thinking they can get him cheaper, by signing him now rather than him playing this season and then having to deal with something else. Or here's another name. What about Joe Hayden? What if they feel that there's still value there? They like what he brings to the team, both as a leader and as someone that is still has a lot left in the tank. Maybe he could be someone that is uh, a hybrid type defensive back that could play safety. If you need you could decrease his cap hit a lot, and that could then impact, Brian, what you brought up earlier in terms of signing other players. Maybe they get a deal done with one of those players, and maybe there's someone else that I'm leaving off the list uh, that, you know, hey, get an extension, get someone locked up, never a bad thing in my opinion. I agree completely in that. Um, you know, Dave Schofield had the he had the article last week, and he talked about it, about once training camp starts, and right at the beginning of training camp, it's very rare that you're going to wrap somebody up. Typically, what we've seen over the past few, I'd say like past 10 years, there have been a lot of deals done right before the start of the season, like right after cuts and right before that first game. We've seen it with guys like Cam. We've seen it with, my gosh, I remember, I believe it was 2014, and Marcus Gilbert and Cortez Allen, they got them done the morning of the opener against Cleveland. I know Cortez Allen didn't ended up not working out. That's kind of that deal came and then boom, he was done. But that's something that you really want to start, have them start looking at it because you don't want too many guys. You mentioned Minka, you mentioned Watt. I mean, those are some guys that you expect to retire with the Steelers. So sure. You, I mean, you have to start having the conversations at least with these guys. And even if you don't wrap up TJ, 
but you're still having the conversation with them that, oh, this is going to happen. This is our plan, just so you know. So you don't have a guy getting antsy saying, hey, what am I doing? I'm a superstar here. Why are you stringing me along? And I know they've had those conversations with them. It's not collusion when it's your own player. Right. You could talk to your own player. So do you have anything else on your list? Yeah. So you mentioned Minka and I just mentioned Minka, but I want to talk about the safety position. And I think that they should keep an eye on the safety position and it's Minka's counterpart, the uh, video maven Terrell Edmonds. And the reason I'm saying that is Terrell Edmonds is not guaranteed to come back next year. Now, it's not a death knell that they did not give him his fifth-year option. That doesn't mean that he's gone after the season. But I think that they need to pay special attention to that position to know that there might be a big gap at that safety position, whether you love this guy or not. He has been solid. He has just not lived up to the number one potential. He has played more like a third-round draft pick, and we know how much we revere third-round draft picks. We're talking about Kendrick Green, how important he is coming in. I know he was a first-rounder. I mean, he can't change where he was picked. He can't – I mean, that's not on him. That's on the Steelers. But there's a lot of value to him. So I'm interested to see how this is going And even though we're talking about 2021, you need to be talking about 2022. But if you have some attention paid to that position and the fact that you're doing that, that also motivates someone someone like Terrell Edmonds to be a wonder in this season and be able to bring him back. Very good. Hey, do you... um... Do you have any other ones other than that? I have one more no, on my list. That's, okay. that's my last one. All right, perfect. So we'll do this and we'll take a break. So my last one is, I, I think that, and this kind of ties in with your coaching staff. I feel like the Steelers, uh, they need to prepare their team for a different training camp. So I think back to you know, even last season, th- those rookies, my gosh, I feel bad for those rookies. From 2020 rookie class was just is everything was virtual, the rookie minicamp, the OTAs, the mandatory minicamp, all virtual. Um, I understand why I'm not debating that. It's just, that's just the, that was fact. That's exactly what happened. So then training camp comes and it's a weird training camp. You know, they're not at St. Vincent college. They're getting tested every single day. They've got a distance and wearing these monitors. And not only that, there's no preseason games and they're, they're preparing for week one, Monday night football, New York giants, MetLife stadium. Like that's crazy. This is going to be more normal than what we were used to. It's not going to be the typical training camp at St. Vincent College at Chuck Knoll Field and all that stuff. But, I mean, there's going to be a preseason now. And the Steelers are going to play more games than everyone other except the Cowboys because they play the Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. It's going to be up to the coaching staff and the veterans on that team to really prepare them, even the 2020 draft class, and say, look, this is going to be different. Our camp's going to be different. We're going to be, we're going to be basing this around a schedule. So we're not going to have just straight practices. We're going to have days off and we're going to have prep and we're going to prepare and we're going to plan and do some of those things. It's going to be different. It's going to be really different. And so it's going to be up to, like I said, the coaches and the veterans to make sure they get all that done uh, or else, you know, it's going to, it could be a a hiccup for a lot of players. So we'll see Uh, anything to add, Brian, before we take a break. 
Yeah, you know, you sparked something in me when you said that. Oh, boy. All- I do that to a lot of people. Yes, I know. <laughs> like Chicago had their number, their top song in 1985, You're the Inspiration, Jeff. And so you are the inspiration for what I'm thinking of right here. Not only plan for a different preseason, but also plan for a different approach when you're talking about your starters in the preseason. Don't be afraid to give Ben Roethlisberger reps. This is not really, this is not the season to have him in only two quarters. Well, but does Ben even play in the Hall of Fame game, in your opinion? No. Does he even play? Not in the Hall of Fame game. Okay. But week two, because we've been seeing Ben showing up in week three. That's not true. He normally he would normally play, he would normally play a series or a drive in in the week two game. And then we not I I'd like to really? say this is this is where we need the Oracle. Yeah, you're right. You know, this and I might be wrong, but I remember the last few years, it seems to be Ben in week three. Yeah. Well, no, but Ben in week three would play almost a quarter, but I would almost bet that typically he would play at least a series in week two, and then week four he's off. Doesn't doesn't do anything. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and challenge you on that. Okay, chat accepted. So <laughs> we, we we can do the trading places <laughs> bet. We do that. <laughs> One this is, this is literally like the gift where it's the Spider Man's pointing at each other. Look at you, you, is you. Now, what do we do now? What is <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break on the audio side. Head over to part two if you're watching live on Facebook or on YouTube. Don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We'll be right back after this break.